Hello to all my friends from the underworld, the overworld, and the in-between world. It's your multi-dimensional devilish demon, Wolf the Dog. And I'm also a radio DJ for the station we all know and love, 694.2 PTBP. And I'm here to provide you with ear cream in the form of my beautiful, sultry voice. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is the cream of the ear crop, and it's from TLN in Kansas City, who tweeted about the show and tagged at PretendingPod. A nice thing you can do right now, like super easily. Thanks, TLN in Kansas City. TLN writes, Hello, Wolf. And thank you for the ceaseless howling, keeping me company upon these dayless moors. TLN here from Kansas City to give a shout out to the very vilest viziers whose creative powers have wrought upon this world great and terrible things. Because of you, we have unleashed the weird and wild, the book of Gob, the thawing kingdom, marvelous mutations and merry musicians, and very soon the world shall behold the dreadful, Sunny Smiles Unicorn Farm and Unicorn Meat. May the Pig King remain at rest. May the seven-finger hand reach to the ends of the earth. Long live the vile viziers. Damn, TLN. You had me at Unicorn Meat. I generally consider myself a vegetarian, but I dabble in some minced mythical meat every now and again. Thanks for writing whatever the fuck all that was, TLN. I appreciate it, even if I don't know what in the ever-loving fuck any of it meant. If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag us on the internet or write up a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The links are in the show notes. The sausage links are in the gross throats. On the golf links, I have the most strokes. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg, it's time for the news. Last time, we met the disguised Lafayette J. Honeycutt, a rival inventor who has snuck into Cicero Mordaunt's New Year's Eve party to unveil his own mysterious invention with his security detail, Harvey Brewer, an absolute hulk of a man. We also met Checkers, the oddly deep-voiced 19-year-old leader of The Last Branch, a cult hoping to recruit the wealthy and powerful with the disarming charm of Checkers and the spiritual potential of Elden Ring, an open vessel seeking otherworldly knowledge. Will The Last Branch gain a key third member? Will Honey J. Lafficut, a.k.a. James Dean, a.k.a. Dave Ellington, figure out what the deal is with Cicero Mordaunt's new invention that requires all these cables and antennae? Will Scott admit that Elden Ring is a perfect character name? Come on down. No one sane will follow. It's the renowned Isabel Crane with... Hollow. I didn't know a body could be hollow before its blood ran cold. I didn't know 
Did you like that, Scott? Um, I mean, it, it, I think it helps focus the mind before a session. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we try to do a lot of stuff that helps focus the mind before a session. What do you What do you do, Luke, to get into the mindset of a role playing session? Wake up, uh, roll out of bed, and and sit down on the couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Scott? <laughs> Probably a different, maybe a different answer. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's pretty much it for me. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't do any prep for anything. I, I mean, if I'm GM, something. You're lucky if I read the fucking scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous of your skills. I mean, I'm I over prep so hard for everything, and I talk to myself in character voices, and my. Wife asked me how I'm doing, and, <laughs> and I'm like, fine. Like, uh, no, I, I worked out a while back that I was absolutely shit at character voices, so I don't really try them anymore. <laughs> I feel like you give them vocal affectations, even though you don't do accents. Yeah. Yeah, I, tr- I, I try. I mean, I, d- I mean, I don't try full voices, but I, I try to differentiate them a bit. Also, for us, you already have a built-in character voice. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's the wrong fucking accent for everything I've run for. <laughs> hey, Scott, will you run some stuff that's only set in America for us? <laughs> no, the next one is he's going to force us to do English accents. The next time we'll all do English accents. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Scott, would you that like that? That would be so much... Less fun for him. (laughs) It'll just be Beatles and Cockney accents. Yeah, with the Beatles. It's taken me something like thirty years of living in England to get the hang of this already. Don't confuse me. (laughs) I'm Ringo, isn't it? Is that good? Wow. Yep. Yep. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Well, we were talking weird science. Uh, What's your favorite weird science movie, Thomas? Oh, I like that movie, Weird Science. <laughs> RDJ? Uh, what's the Val Kilmer? Is it Young Genius? Oh, Real Genius? Uh, yeah. Something like that. Real, Real Genius. genius. Yeah. Real Genius, yeah. I like that one. Oh, God. I haven't thought about that film since the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you know it, Joe? It was one of those uh, movies that would run on HBO when I was a kid, and it's like just perfectly like childish enough that I was into it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that your parents letting you watch HBO at a young age made you who you are today? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see boobies on there? Taxi cab confessions all the time. That's why I am the way I am. <laughs> Obsessed with boobies. <laughs> were there nipples on taxi cab confessions? Sometimes, if you were lucky. If it was yeah. a good episode. <laughs> oh you know, if the God. driver was shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, when you were coming up, what was like the thing that you was like scandalous that you like hid from your parents that you're that you were looking at? <laughs> oh God, 
Oh, this is going to be a deep cut and very obscure, but I think the the inappropriate media that I encountered at a fairly young age that shaped me and my parents really didn't like when they encountered it was a book called Image of the Beast by Philip Jose Farmer, which is... I, a science fiction novel come sort of noirish thing that was published in the 60s or 70s. And it is basically just it's somewhere between bizarro fiction and outright pornography. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the weirdest books ever written. It is insanely on brand for that to be. A <laughs> facts. To give you an example of the kind of book it is, one of the characters in it is Gilles de Ray, aka Bluebeard. But it's, it's not the classic Gilles de Ray. He's been reincarnated and he now lives as this snake-like entity living in the womb of one of the female characters and his shtick oh, basically is every God. is every time she has sex with anyone he comes out and just bites the cock of the person <laughs> who's who's having sex with her and kills him <laughs> oh my Incredible. God, that's great well thanks a lot scott i didn't need to know i was into that too <laughs> <laughs> i had a vhs of double jeopardy and there's a sex scene in that movie, and I would just, I would just watch <laughs> I, I, I that. I thought you meant like you had taped an episode of Jeopardy, and you're like, there's a sex scene in this Jeopardy. Yeah. I was just thinking, I don't remember Trebek ever working. <laughs> no. yeah. This was a Tommy Lee Jones. And uh, let's go to... I'm like Joe. I didn't have to hide anything, really. Well, so my parents exposed me to a ton of like media and stuff. They were separated, so like my dad was like a little more permissive about what I got to watch. Well, like a lot more permissive. <laughs> <laughs> and so South Park came out in 1996, I think. Oh, my God. I was 30. Seven. I was 30. Yeah. <laughs> I was seven years old. And my dad was like, hey, there's this show I think you're going to really like. Uh, <laughs> but you can't tell your mom you watch it when you're over here. <laughs> and so for a few years, like South Park was a secret. But that was literally the only thing I had to like not tell one of my parents about. When I was six years old, my mom also said the same thing to me. Hey, there's this show that's coming out, and I, I think, think you're, you're going to like, like it. it. It's uh, called it Pokemon. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say like the Left the Behind movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did read all the Left Behind books, and it gave me uh, night tears. And so in order to fix me, uh, my, my parents prayed for me. Uh, it didn't work. It was just anxiety, guys. It was just anxiety the whole time. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Religion. Religion. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. Let's do some lines. It's pretending to be people. I Googled it, and I was eight when South Park came out. Oh, wow. That is young to watch South seven. Park. I was probably nine by the time he showed it to me. Well, I'd already okay. been watching The Simpsons since I was literally born, and I was obsessed with it. And he was like, if you like The Simpsons, you're going to fucking love this shit game. <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I was when South Park came out. <laughs> I was four years old. Wow. Oh, fuck. Wow. I was 32. <laughs> <laughs> You'd already lived so much life, Scott. So how did South Park hit you? All right, let's kick into... Appropriately. Like, yeah, yeah, right. The target demographic. <laughs> All right. Last time on Pretending to be People, we played Colpathulu. 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 
<laughs> Actually, the P is silent. It's just Thulu. <laughs> All right, we we introduced our characters and made it to the party and kind of got acquainted with the the goings on of what's happening at the party. Can we give a quick rundown of our names and our characters, real quick, Thomas? Lafayette J. Honeycutt, uh, gentleman inventor. I'm a uh, Javi Brewer, and I'm here to protect him, make sure that nothing happens to him. Checkers. Leader of a fantastic organization. It's a cult, and I'm mm-hmm. Elden Ring. It sure is. <laughs> and we're we're trying to change the world through the the powers that exist between mind spaces. Mm-hmm. And we got government officials. We got. We're gonna bag ourselves a senator and a movie lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Star of what's your favorite movie she was in? Oh, probably Last Train to Jacksonville. Clarksville. Nope. She did a whole oh, she a did a whole sequel. Whole it was a sequel. Yeah. Series. yeah, they're they're some of my favorites. I like the rom com First Train to Love Town. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we went to the party and uh currently I believe Thomas uh J. Edgar Honeyfella and <laughs> What is your guy going by here at the party? David Ellington. David Ellington. David Ellington and Harvey Brewer are checking out the radio antennas that are strangely sticking out of kind of like the front of the house and also the tower that seems to have been built outside of this estate. Yeah, I think we're turning around to pick up our coats from Kocek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys are going back out in the cold. I'm staying in the warm about to talk to a senator about the world. Well, I think that's a good point to pick up from. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah. Uh, Elton <sighs> Elton was uh, making his way through the crowd. Say the last name, Scott. <laughs> I like to go by first and last names. Brought to you by From Software. Uh, Mr. Ring was making his way through the crowd. Oh, get it? Because it's like mystery, but it's also Mystering. my name. What is your name? Sekiro? <laughs> Halo 3. So, yes, Mr. Ring is making his way through the crowd, trying to home in on the senator. But before you get a chance to, there is uh, a woman who's been making her way through the crowd as well. I think she's, you reckon, probably in her mid-40s. She's got fairly frizzy reddish-brown hair. She's got thick glasses on. Uh, She's wearing a ball gown that doesn't quite fit. Like a, a number of the guests here, she looks a bit flushed and drunk. And she just comes up to you and grabs you by the hand and says, you look like a dancer, and immediately sort of whisks you off and starts dancing with you. Well, yes, thank you so much for that. And he uh, um, begins dancing with her and says, you look absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. Oh, you you are a darling little man, she says. Oh, yeah, he's looking up to her (laughs) as they're dancing. His feet are on her feet, like... <laughs> yep, you got a good view straight up at her buck teeth and nasal hair, and uh, oh, she's, incredible. Sw- she's swinging you through the crowd. What brought you here this evening, my dear madam? Oh, I, I'm, I'm here with the Harvard contingent, you know. <laughs> oh, very good. Are you expecting much from the party tonight? Not really, no. Um, you know, champagne, you know, the occasional dance. Psychic uh, attack! I- Psychic attack! <laughs> Psychic attack! <laughs> <laughs> How does the psychic attack work? What is the. Did you just perform a psychic attack? (laughs) Scott, Zach had his hand raised for a uh, psychic attack. (laughs) 
He thought it so loud. So you tell me, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but I believe we roll a uh, a power contest uh, against each other. Yeah. So is is your goal basically just to get her to go away? At this no. So my goal is to uh, continue dancing with her while basically like intimidating her into continuing dancing with me while I completely eliminate all of her magic points and she uh, comes under my thrall. Is this how you get cult members? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. So, yeah, g- then give me a power roll. I'll, I shall roll against you as an opposed roll. Well, I passed with a 62 under a 90 regular success. So if you psychic attack me at some point we'll be doing a power roll off <laughs> yeah but i'm trying i'm I, I don't want to psychic attack you okay she failed oh sick um well you say that but there's something weird that happens when you do this mm. i mean you, you basically use the tricks that you've honed to try to take control of her mind and you realize as you're doing this Someone's beaten you to it. (gasps) You're trying to grasp hold of her will, but it's like it's already in the thrall of something else. You could give me, I'd say, another power roll here to see whether you can deduce what's going on. Uh, That is a success, 59 on a 90. Yes, as you try to grab hold of her mind with yours, you're looking into the darkness. You're looking into the darkness that is enveloping her mind try to find something, anything to hold on to. And there is something in the darkness there with you. You can just hear this growling voice from all around, this sibilant growling voice that just says, Mine! Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a sand roll if you want. I got sh- Ch- chills a little bit. I will absolutely give you a sand roll. Fuck. I, yeah, in I, real life, I, I goosebumps. lost sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as far as sanity goes, I have 90 because my power, and I rolled a 63. So okay, so you don't lose any sand for this, but I mean, it probably still gives you enough of a start that it breaks you out of the the, the psychic trance that you were going into to do this. <laughs> the woman looks at you strangely and says, hey, are, are you all right? Yes, ma'am. What is your deepest desire? I thought you were going to say, what's your deal? <laughs> she, she, she looks at you strangely. My, my deepest desire. Oh, I suppose I, I really want to see Cicero's invention I want to see it succeed in every way possible. It's got to change the world, you know. Interesting. Do I also believe that? Um, up to you. Sounds like it already has. Ma'am, tell me anything more that you know about this wonderful invention that will change the world. I, too, am interested in learning about these things. Oh, yeah, of course you are. I mean, it's going to be the most wonderful thing ever. It's got to change the world, you know. Yes, what will it do? Uh, it's got to change the world. Incredible. Everyone here has been brainwashed. Okay, uh, he is going to go back in. He's going to try to, like, get in and then fucking fight. Like, once he's in her mind space. He wants to punch up. Oh, so what, are you effectively trying to use her as a conduit to get to whatever has got to her first? Yeah, I'm playing, uh, what's that lawn game with the balls? Croquet? 
Yep, I'm I'm using her as the uh, You're playing psychic croquet. Yep. <laughs> I prefer wait, psychic wait. curling. Psychic croquet sounds amazing, <laughs> but how are you playing psychic croquet with her? Okay, so you know when one of your croquet balls gets up against somebody else's croquet ball, so then you put your oh, foot yes. on your croquet ball and smack it, and then it shoots theirs off uh-huh. in a crazy direction. I'm smacking her, and the point is to make the movement happen on the other side of her. I like this. The, I do you like made that, that work. Yeah, I like that a lot. Just as an aside, I'm pretty sure I saw psychic croquet open for Hawkwind in 87. <laughs> Psychic croquet, holy shit. Uh, So I rolled power again and I got an ot five. Okay, let's see what your opponent gets here. So you've got an extreme. Yes. I assume. I think that might help me with my double jump up to punch this guy's butt with his mind (laughs) in his space. He's a silly goose. He doesn't know who he's messing with. He's messing with Elden Ring. He's got an extreme as well, and his power is significantly higher than yours. Oh, damn. This time, you're in her mind trying trying to shunt through to this other mind, and... It's almost like there's no resistance, and yeah, you can push through her mind and connect with this thing that's on the other side. And then you realize that this only happened because it let you. And and suddenly, you feel like a rat in a trap. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 there, there is something that has just seized hold of your psyche, and you're... you're, you're I mean, even if you want to try to pull your mind back, you can't. Checkers. Where's checkers? Yeah, as this is happening, I come out of the bathroom and I am coked up and <laughs> and had slammed like three drinks. So I'm feeling pretty wild. But I see him dancing and not talking to the senator and I am not very happy. Okay, about it. but not only dancing, but I read in the book that when I'm like fail, like if you fail these checks or if someone is looking and paying attention to the face during a psychic attack, they're like contorted in pain and confusion. Oh, it's worse than that here because oh, cool. what what Checkers sees as he comes back from the bathroom is that uh, Mr. Ring has broken off from the dance. Uh, the, the woman who was leading him through the crowd now seems to be standing over him. You, you see Elton just fall to the ground with a heavy thump. And she's standing over. I, I, are you all right, mister? And oh, at least you think that's what she's saying. You can barely hear her over the band. And there are a few other people who've, who've stopped their conversation and now gathering around. And yeah, there's, there's Elden lying on the ground, his eyes rolled back into his head. As I see this, I approach. I'm like, everybody stand back. And I pull out like a little vial from my pocket. It's like smelling salts. I like put it under his nose. Okay. Like this, this happens all the this time. This has happened before, <laughs> for sure. And I'm like prepared. I'm gonna have that because I have the resourceful talent. Oh, nice. Sure. Oh yeah. If you want to spend ten points of luck for that, that's perfect. Yeah. I would. Uh, I'll just ha- uh, not sp- spend the points. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can do that. But yeah, I, I want to do that and basically like snap him out of it. And as you do so, I mean, there is a hand that comes down on your shoulder. And as you look around, you can see that there is this clergyman who you've seen moving through the crowd before. Mm. And he's got a fairly thin face and graying temples, almost chiseled good looks. 
He uh, gives you a concerned look, looking down at Elden as well, and says, uh, Is your friend quite all right there? He's got a very sort of cut-glass English accent. Is there something I can do to help? It happens all the time. He's got a condition, but mm. this bad boy right here usually snaps him right out of it. Oh, well, I suppose you better do that then. Uh, yeah, so I, I smell salt, Eldon, uh, and I'm like, but like I'm like looking at the clergy guy while I'm doing it. Mine, 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 mine. Eldon, what happened? I mean, actually, no, you have a condition. This happens all the time. Don't tell me what happened right here in front of this guy. Yes, perhaps we'd better get your friend somewhere quiet. Who are you, by the way? Oh, I'm sorry. That's terribly rude of me. I'm Reverend Nye. I run this whole deal. Thank you, Reverend. Uh, Is it Bill Nye? Is it it Bill Nye? (laughs) Uh, Reverend, thank you. I think, Eldon, are you good? I think. I don't know that I want to be isolated at the party unless you feel like you need it. I'm sure we can find somewhere quiet just for him to recover his senses. I, he, he gestures at one of the serving staff who's going past and just uh, says, uh, some, some water for this young man here. Thank you, Reverend Man of the Cloth. Sir, I would like to look into his eyes and try to get a read on him. Yeah, I was going to say, is there like a human type uh, skill. That's psychology. Psychology. Perfect. Can I psychology this guy to see why he's trying to isolate us? Sure, yeah. 38 on a 60. Okay, it's going to have to be a hard success, so you'd have to spend 8 points of luck to make that. Do it. Let's do it, yeah. I'll do that. So Minus 18. <laughs> yeah, I, I went down 10 for the smelling salts, and now I am at 32. There is something about his manner for all the urbaneness that strikes you as being terribly predatory. Master Checkers, should I trust this man? Well, we always trust men of the cloth, but it's a party, so sorry, but no rest tonight. That's right, sorry, it's a party. And we have... (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I help Eldon up off the ground. Mr. uh, Reverend Knight... Nice to me- nice to meet you. Maybe we can catch up later, but we've or got a important business to attend to, and I kind of gesture towards the senator. He smiles at you and says, of course, of course, but we must talk later. I'm sure we have great things to discuss. Well, if you read this, uh, you know, you'll you'll know what I'll be wanting to talk about later, and I hand him one of my pamphlets. He takes it and immediately scans it and flicks through it and says, oh, how wonderfully droll, and then tucks it into his pocket. Checkers is coked up, and he has just (laughs) created a shit list, and this guy is at the top of it. (laughs) Before you lead Mr. Ring away from the Reverend, Elton can give me a spot hidden. if. Uh, 74 on a 25. So you lead Elton away from the Reverend. Who turns around and starts making small talk with someone else? Okay, and yeah, we'll, we'll head towards the uh, Senator. Senator Billings. Okay, so we'll come back to you in a few moments. Let's cut back to our scientific investigation team outside. Newly newly outfitted in their coats. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you've gone back inside. You've managed to get some coats. Uh, they might even be your own. Their tongues have warmed up to body temp again. <laughs> no, you're right. We found some. We got some better coats. 
<laughs> Does this look good on me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we are we are trudging back. Lafayette wants to go see this tower. Come along, Harvey. We've we've got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, and I, I believe the bottom of this is at the top of that tower. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're saying that this thing points at that thing, so it must be related. There. You know, my last several men were much dumber than you, and I, they didn't appreciate my wit. And so you're you're a delight, Harvey. It is a delight to have you along. Well, I've got your back. Well, I, well, I got your back. There it, <laughs> there, it is, there it is. I lost it for a second there. It's easy to do. <laughs> now, now, forward, Harvey, for science. Yeah, we're, we're making our way to that tower. Making our way to the tower. Walking slow, because it's snowing <laughs> and cold. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned to think of it as kind of like a, a watchtower. Is there forestry around it, or is it kind of standing on its own in a field? It's standing on the edge of this plateau that, that makes up the the compound, the sort of grounds of uh, the manor house and the outbuildings. So it does overlook some woodland, but it's not actually in the woodland. Gotcha, sure. When you get up to the top of it, is it like one that kind of has like a like porch around the outside and you like walk through a door into a building or is it just like open on the top? Well, you're going to have to... I think get a bit closer to really see. <laughs> sure. the Luke's top trying of to it. fast forward. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you could because it's now snowing so heavily okay, yeah. that even by the time you get to the bottom of it, the top of it in the the darkness and the snow isn't really visible. There is a ladder that goes up at the center of it. So there's not stairs. It's just like a ladder that goes. Yeah. Up to, okay. I don't want to ruin the reveal, but if we used my invention right now, we sure could get there a lot faster. And he gives Harvey a knowing, like, wink. Does Harvey know what's in the case? He does. And I'm going to show you, Joe, but I, I have it written down. I just hadn't had a moment. Does Scott to... know? No, Scott doesn't know. Nope. <laughs> I am a quiver with anticipation. <laughs> Scott doesn't know. Don't tell Scott. <laughs> uh, no, it is. It's just uh, I took the gadget talent and, and chose this gadget. Cicero Mordent is uh is gonna eat fucking crow when he sees my cool ass gadget. <laughs> oh, oh, you hypnotized a bunch of fucking assholes at your mansion. Well, well I can't say anymore, but you'll see. <laughs> I think he can fly. I gathered some sort of le- levitation, levitation device. device. <laughs> no, are you guys coming the ladder oh. or what? <laughs> so were you? Yeah, was that what you were intimi- intimating? Is that we are you going to use it or we're not? No, gotcha. I, it's not not yet the time, Harvey. But um, <laughs> so they keep trudging on through the snow towards that tower. And uh, you mentioned some outbuildings. Are they like? Um, a groundskeeper's house, or is it more like industry, yeah. like science No. I, I mean, that said, I mean, you do know that there is an outbuilding around the back of the the, uh, the manor house, which is Morton's laboratory. Okay. But the, the ones that you're passing on your way to the tower, there's some old stables, there's some garages, there's... This building, which, yeah, maybe a groundskeeper's cottage or something like that, where there does seem to be the party going on for the chauffeurs. None of it is necessarily related to the to the weird science. No, not that you can see. I mean, the the only building that you can think of that might have anything to do that, with that is Warden's Laboratory, but you haven't been there yet. Well, I mean, this time, but that is where I fucked his wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. At the, yeah, uh, he hates me. 
at the bottom of this tower, is there any of that stuff that we can see on, on top? Are there wires or anything coming down the legs of the tower? Or? There are no wires down here. It is basically just a wooden frame with some metal supports and a ladder going up. Uh, the ladder is slightly iced over, but as long as you're careful going up and down, you should be fine. Yeah, just keep your tongue away from it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to lick every rung. I, I vote we go up. I thought you were going to say, I vote we lick everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was imagining we're licking everyone. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Harvey. Actually, no. Lafayette definitely orders Harvey up there first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll start climbing up. Uh, okay. Yeah, you make your way up, and it is about a hundred feet tall. <laughs> Harvey looks down and goes, "Yep, most of them are cold." <laughs> <laughs> oh, do do hurry, do hurry, Harvey, and then throw down a rope. Oh my god. <laughs> that seems more difficult. Than- <laughs> the higher you get, the more aware you are of how strong the wind is as the snowstorm is building up and the snow is getting quite heavy. But you make your way up and there's a trapdoor in the bottom of the platform that's up there. But I mean if you try it it's not locked, you can just push it open. Okay, I do that. I pop my head up. And inside I mean it's dark, but you can see what looks like maybe electrical equipment and some maybe workbenches or consoles or something like that, a lot of wiring. But up above, on a, a separate platform above you, you can just make out the outline of Yeah, maybe you've seen something like this before. It looks pretty incongruous, but it looks like the kind of huge light or bulb or whatever that you'd see in a lighthouse. Oh, wow. Why'd you spill your beans? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of report down to Lafayette. Are Are you staying at the ground or were you coming up the ladder behind me? I mean, he's 100 feet down below in in high winds. You're not going to be able to shout down to him. So he's peering up, and as soon as he sees, like, Harvey peek his head up and, like, get in there and not be immediately eviscerated or thrown back down, he starts climbing up after him. You make your way up. It is a bit of a tricky climb at times, again, because of the high winds and the, the icy rungs, but you make it up there. And sure enough, you are inside this cabin atop the tower that's got glass windows that are rattling a bit in the high winds. You can see outside in the darkness the shape of a variety of aerials uh, poking out. There seems to be a lot of wiring inside, and yeah, this light up above you. You know how that uh, one aerial outside on the house was pointed up at this tower? What? I'm sorry. Zach. <laughs> he said aerials poking out. Yeah, he said aerials poking out. And, and Zach <laughs> made, yeah. looked at me and started playing with his snips. <laughs> and, was, and was like, uh, uh, uh. And then you said aerials again. And it just really sounds like aerial is. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, did the nipples uh, that we saw earlier are they uh, is there any more of them from our vantage point now are there any more on the house or anything give me a spot hidden roll because you are looking through uh, heavy snow in the dark 
I pass a twenty-one on a seventy. Oh, so that's a good. That's a good. Okay, success. that's a good one. So looking around, as you scan around the, uh, the the main house and the outbuildings, no, the only aerial you can see is the one that is directly above the ballroom. But you do see something else. Just for a moment, in the darkness, you think you see something moving in the snow. A large shape. It's impossibly as up in the air, almost as high up as you are, just moving fast through the air. Oh, shit. A dark shape, and then it disappears. Is it going in a certain direction? It seems to be heading towards the house. Good question. But I've lost sight of it at this point. Yeah, because there isn't any light up here. It's, it's dark and it's snowy. Harvey is just pointing to where he last saw it and trying to get Lafayette's attention. Uh, uh, boss, uh, there was a, uh, a thing what? in the... Uh, uh, use your words, man. What did you see? I saw a big thing up in the sky over there. It was uh, <laughs> it was, it was moving. It was moving fast, but I, did, I lost sight of it. It was heading toward the house. A big thing moving towards the house. How big? It's really difficult to say because there wasn't really anything to give you a sense of scale as it moved past. I mean, you think it might have been human size, but you're not sure. We didn't. We didn't pass anyone, Harvey. What did? What do you think you saw? It had to have been a, you know, a boy. A boy. It was a boy. Never mind. It. It was just a boy. A boy. A boy. It was in the air. It was it was big though. It was bigger bigger than I picture most boys. But it had to have been a boy. There was a, what else would it be, be up up at the same level as us at this point? Lafayette is um is thinking hard and tapping his uh, suitcase, but he doesn't open it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so is Lafayette taking a look around at the equipment here? Yeah, he's going to start investigating what Mordant was up to in here, what he can deduce that this place is for. Okay, well, I'll give you a choice here as to whether you use engineering or electrical repair to try to work all this out. Those are dead even scores for me. Okay. I think for flavor's sake he's he's looking at the electronics around here and following wires and trying to see what is connected you know to what device and what it might be for he's probably using both skills to be honest but he's you know but if if you get an ordinary success you'll be able to work out most of it if you get a hard success i'll give you something extra i got a 54 on a 90 oh close you could spend nine spend nine points of luck you'll learn a bit more do it i will do it (laughs) nice Good. I, I'm all about whittling down that luck. Preferably <laughs> to get you below 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot. Can you explain why? Okay. So in Pulp Cthulhu, you can survive certain death. So you could have, you know, you could be on top of this tower. It catches fire and the, the falling structure collapses down into the forest below. Yeah, almost certainly killing anyone, but as long as you have 30 points of luck or more, you can spend all your luck in one go and survive that certain death and just narrate how you managed to get out of the situation. Okay. Nice. As soon as you have less than 30 points of luck, however... You're dead. Well. You're <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I do. he spends the luck and he... Are you he, sure you want to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm above 30. I'm doing all right. He spends that luck. He puts it all together and and has an epiphany moment. And and what does he discover? One thing I'll ask before you do this. Do you have any points of Cthulhu Mythos? I have 10%. Then we'll we'll see whether that applies in a moment. 
The first thing that you work out is that this does tie in with your working theory as to what that other antenna was. That electrical wiring and the antennae around here do seem to be receiving equipment for whatever is going to get transmitted from the house. And you reckon that when the power turns up, that it is going to light up that huge light up above. Uh, what? Sorry, what light is that? The, 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 the huge lighthouse type bulb right, right, that yes. is above yeah. your head. Yeah. What makes less sense to you is some of the other antennae that are around here. Because looking at the design and looking at the way everything is connected, there are a few smaller antennae that point out in other directions that you're fairly certain are designed to transmit, but they don't look like they're designed to transmit power. They look like maybe radio antennae, but you're not really sure. There's something about the design that looks weird, even to you. And this is where you could give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll if you want. Are there penalties for fumbling? Um, <laughs> penalties? No. <laughs> Maybe may, may a lot of fun to be had. <laughs> Are there ways to make the story cooler? <laughs> right now, um, he just he just has that weird tingle at the back of his mind again, and he, he knows something's not right. Um, but it, oh, it's... But, but, but I, mean, I can guarantee if you fumble, something fun will happen. You should do it. Yeah. Do it. You should definitely do it. It'd be weird if you didn't. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We should have told Thomas not to do it. <laughs> hey, Thomas. I just think he... I, I Don't do it. I'm not... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I mean, there's something weird about the design of these, but you can't quite work out what it is. You know, Harvey, there's something quite weird about all this, but I can't work out what it is. What do you mean by weird? I mean, it's just it's a lot of that same kind of equipment you got in your place. It, 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 nothing's weird here. Again, Javi, I know the distinction may be subtle to one such as you, but I am a man of science, and this is weird science. <laughs> do we, uh, do, do, do you need a twin on anything? Uh, maybe take some readings? Uh... He's a little depressed. This is more advanced than he thought Mordent was capable of. He doesn't know exactly what it is. He knows it might be cool. It's at least big. <laughs> and and he's like, oh, Javi, I don't... I just this evening isn't going anything like I imagined. I haven't even seen Cicero or his wife. He dejectedly flips a couple switches on and off, and he's like, but what's the point? Does anything happen with those switch flips? No, because there's no power at the moment. Yeah. The power looks like it's running from the house to here there, there are no power sources here yeah it, it looks like if you're right and that antenna on the main building transmits electrical energy it looks like that powers everything that's up here on the tower you could probably okay. roll cthulhu mythos to figure out more <laughs> probably could yeah <laughs> might fumble though it'd be cool if you did but wait, what if you pass <laughs> It's a one shot. You shouldn't be there. <laughs> I listen. I'm not familiar with Pulp Cthulhu. I just know that when you mess up Mythos shit and the other versions of shit, uh, it makes it cooler. 
No, yeah. things go it very, does. very it, it, it make, bad. It yeah. makes it makes everything but cooler. We're Pulp Cthulhu heroes this time, so even when shit goes bad, we're still going to be able to like pull it he out. He can mind attack people. <sighs> yeah, I, I fucking. Mind <laughs> I just it. feel like he's fooled everyone else in the room. <laughs> like, no, we're he, he like, was like, no, just do it. It'll be fun. No, Scott, Scott is like uh, built a awesome roller coaster, and I just want to strap in and ride it. <laughs> then you take a what? mythos roll, bitch. <laughs> well, one thing I'll point out though is that in pop cthulhu you can spend luck to mitigate fumbles that's true the, the fumble is only if it's a 96 or higher right yes oh that's fucking nothing yeah just roll it all right 24 God i feel damn it, that would have been so <laughs> funny 24 <laughs> yeah you could spend 14 luck no no i'm good on that oh, I'm, okay. Cthulhu, <laughs> I'm okay on that <laughs> okay then oh well hmm you think it's important that important? It's pretty cool, yeah. No one ever passes these. <laughs> no, dude, I cannot spend no that much luck. I can't these. spend that much luck right now. I'm sorry, dude. God damn it. I've never been more disappointed. Can I spend my luck? I'll spend 14 of my luck to make this a success. Next episode, if you guys want to trudge out here and spend your luck and do your mythos rolls. I will. I'll spend 14 of my luck. And we'll talk to the movie stars and the senators. You know, I, I am willing to accept that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you, if you're willing to sacrifice 14 of your luck. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. It's that psychic link you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> then what you pick up from this is there is something about the design of these other aerials that is for a start very different from any of the other technology that you can see around here but there is something that as bizarre as it might sound to your obviously rational mad scientist mind is <laughs> that it seems sorry we're losing you and it made a really funny sound as we lost you <laughs> yeah it did you're like as bizarre as it might sound <laughs> Am I, am I back in sync with you? Yes. Uh, yeah, you think seems so. good now, yeah. Okay, I'll try that again. As bizarre as it might sound to your otherwise rational mad scientist mind, there is something about the design of these other aerials and the circuitry leading to them that looks, well, alien. You're fairly certain that the technology here, even though you may never have encountered anything like it before, is not of this earth. And that it is designed to broadcast some kind of signal using means you can't quite identify. You think you think that the signal that it's sending out may even be a psychic one. Ooh. Sanity check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I need to take a sand check for that? I don't think so. No. Uh, you you are you are a mad scientist. You've got weird science. So I I think this is in your wheelhouse. Awesome. Okay. So grasping what is going on and being an intensely jealous man. Um, Javi, would you lend me a hand in destroying all of this? <laughs> <laughs> And he wants to s just smash up everything. And it's like a fit of, oh, nice. it's like professional rage. He can't believe Mordent has like built a tower. A, he has a bad feeling about what, like what the purposes of that broadcast are. But B, he is just like enraged that Cicero Mordent 
has built this kick-ass alien radio tower, <laughs> and he is going to smash it like a child. Har- Harvey cracks his knuckles, nice. say no more, boss, and comes down with a Hulk smash on the nearest console. <laughs> yes! Lafayette unscrews a knob from like a lever and chucks it at the big light bulb. Oh, yeah. Oh. In which case, let's cut away from you two as you have your protracted temper tantrum and go back to the others in the ballroom. Mr. Ring was going to have his second pass at trying to meet the senator, and this time he is accompanied by his boss. Can you give me listen rolls each, just to see whether you can pick up snatches of conversation as you're passing through? I got an ought too. Oh, I also passed 35 on a 50. Then... I don't super pass, like... uh, Yeah, well, I think what, what Mr. Ring picks up is just a couple of snatches of conversation where you do hear that that phrase being repeated that you heard a few months ago. It's going to change change the the world, world, you know. But what what Checkers picks up on a zero-two is one of the groups you move past. There are three people standing together, all talking to each other enthusiastically. And they're all just looking at each other over and over again, saying, it's got to change the world, you know. It's going to change the world, you know. It's going to change the world, you know. It's going to change the world, you know. It's got to change the world, you know. That's so good. That's so fucking cool. Can you give me a sand roll? I love this game so much. Is my sanity equal to my power? Is that right? Yeah. Initially, yes. I passed then, 75 on a 90. So, yeah, you don't lose any sand for that, but it may still send a shiver up your spine. Uh, Yeah, it creeps me out for sure, and then I make a mental note of, like, maybe uh, Elden can get into their heads later. Like, they seem pretty... Easy. Pretty easy, yeah. Because that's worked out so well for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Sweat drops down from his forehead. But uh, (laughs) honestly, the invention is pretty low on my concern level. Oh, same. Uh, Mm. Senator is top priority for me. So we're continuing on to Billings. Senator is a way bigger deal than act. So we're going to really give our go here. Okay. So, yeah, you uh, walk over and uh, the senator is talking to a a younger woman, um, maybe in her 30s. She's very expensively dressed, wearing a nice diamond necklace. She's uh, um, perhaps not the most attractive woman you've ever met. Uh, She's got quite uh she's got one eye that seems to swivel around a bit um and rad uh, and and a nose that's a bit too large for her face but she's got an absolutely radiant smile just roasting this (laughs) yeah you were really rude (laughs) until the last thing he based it on uh your mom (laughs) (laughs) that's why it took so much offense You could give me education rolls, the two of you, just to see whether you recognize her. I think I do recognize her. I do too. With a 24. 54. Okay, yeah, again, you've seen her in the society pages. This is Margaret Payne, who's heiress of the Payne fortune. She's... (laughs) Yeah, she is... um, primarily a philanthropist that she's involved in a lot of humanitarian and art charities. And and she and and Senator Billings seem to be talking quite animatedly as you come over. So yeah, as we approach them, uh, hey, Eldon, uh, you take the senator. Yeah, of course, checkers. Yeah, well, def- definitely. What was her name again? Mar- Margaret Payne. Margaret. 
he whispers he's like the bag man for <laughs> for, <laughs> for jackers he's like it's margaret payne is the philanthropist and uh charlton billings is the senator from vermont thank you miss <clears throat> miss payne and she, and, she, and she looks around and says uh, oh I've do we know each other? We're about to, and I turn the charm on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, sh- I, sh- I should give you a penalty, Don, the charm roll. Uh, well, I roll an ought to again. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> then somehow, despite that opening, she seems to warm to you and say, Oh, uh, did, did we meet at that party in the Hamptons last summer? You do look very familiar. I don't believe we've met in real life, but you have seen me in your dreams. <laughs> and, 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 and she, she uh, tilts her head back and laughs quite musically and says, Oh, you are funny. Yes, funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a, a, a charity that uh, you might be interested in. I know oh, that you're a really? big big into philanthropy. and Yeah, uh, The Last Branch. Have, have you ever heard of us? The Last Branch? Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. Give me a luck roll. 24 on a 32. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work out whether it would be luckier or unluckier yeah, right. <laughs> i think it's probably i think it's probably better for you if she hasn't heard of you right right <laughs> yep. and, and and she says uh, no but you must tell me more oh well yeah we've got um you know miss germaine oh the the uh, candace the actress. The, yes the actress, I, yeah. I saw her earlier yeah she's a big between you and me i'm a little bit worried about her i i saw her come back from the the lavatory earlier and there was white powder on her nose oh yeah ask this lady if she has any cocaine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one who's worried about them then yeah. doesn't know what the white powder. yeah yeah well i actually spoke to her when we arrived at the party and i um i got rid of that for her. I, I was worried as well. <laughs> oh, you must be such a good friend to her. She is a very important part of our organization. The mind is the most important part of the human soul body mm-hmm. space. And yeah, so our organization serves to uh, help free people's minds in a sense. Oh, um, do you find a lot of people whose minds are enchained? Everybody's is. Yours included. Mm, really? Really? Um, yes, yes, you must tell me more about this. But but before we get into all that, uh, have, you, have you seen our host anywhere? I'm, I'm a little bit worried about him. I have not. Have you seen him this evening? Not at all, and I'm a bit worried. I, Cicero and I go way back. Um, <laughs> we were engaged to be married once, but... Uh, tell us more about the heartbreak that must that have come from that. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, relationships fail for a variety of different reasons, but uh, I'm more concerned about how he's been in recent months. I mean, have 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 you seen him at all over the last year? He he's a changed man, isn't he? I'm I'm really quite worried about him. I mean, we were talking about your your young lady friend a little while back, and her perhaps um, indulgences, but uh, I'm. Do you, do you think he's indulging? Is she paying to get her sins removed so that she may go to heaven? <laughs> Eldon, quiet for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had uh, Luke tell Zach to calm down, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, she she looks at, at Mr. Ring quizzically for a moment and then continues, I, well, I'm, I'm just a bit concerned, yes, that... I don't know. Maybe it's nothing, but... Some of the changes I've seen in his personality and the changes in his health, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about him. I mean, and particularly the fact that he hasn't made an entrance when this is his big night. And you, you know, Cicero, don't you? I mean, you, you know right. how much he loves working a crowd and and you know, making new friends and for him not to be here now. Quick question. When you think about his new invention, what comes to mind? It's got to change the world. Oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> I look I look at Eldon and I'm like, do the thing. He looks back and he looks scared. Yeah, and right. he like shakes his head no and like kind of like moves back away from you like a like a dog that did something wrong. I pull the smelling salt vial thing out of my pocket. I'm like, it's okay. The pained look on Elden Ring's <laughs> face as he tries to decide whether look. or not he can Margaret Payne look uh, <laughs> as as he's trying to decide, you know, whether or not he needs to follow his master's. Psychic attack! Psychic attack! Psychic attack! <laughs> okay, well, give me that roll. <laughs> I legitimately feel like stunned and psychic attacked every time you do that. So. I got really excited because I rolled a 44. That is a hard success, though. So nice. I thought it was a crit. Okay. No, but it's it's, not. we're not playing. I am going to roll against you from your psychic opponent. And of course. Uh, hard felt good. Hard felt that's good. what she said. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an extreme. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, This time, the darkness closes around your mind once more, and you hear this this voice again in the darkness. Oh, you are a tenacious little thing, aren't you? I think... I think we should play together. Would you enjoy that? Yes, sir. Good. Good. I think while you're here, why don't you... Help me. Okay. You'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like to help me. Yeah. uh, Everybody likes to be useful. Yes, I thought you would. Well, it is very, very important that everything go as well as possible tonight. There's no interference, no silly games. I think it's important there's no silly games. And more importantly, that everyone is impressed by Cicero's invention because it's going to change the world, you know. It's going to change the world, you know. And you do understand how important it is to get that message out there. I can feel your your little gifts there. Why don't you use them in service of me and, and of Cicero and of the glory that his invention will bring to the world? What's your name, sir? I have many names. I have so many names. That's cool. I gave myself mine. <laughs> well, isn't that special? The <laughs> 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 oh. evil it. voice in your head really, really condescended to you there. No, no, no. I felt no condescension. Elden Ring is like, oh, yes, to be held. <laughs> Checkers is standing there looking at you with your eyes rolled back in your head and and, uh, he's like, he's nailing it. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's my boy in psychic warfare. Just well, if I can count on you to help me with this small matter, then I'm sure we'll be great friends. Otherwise, I may have to punish you. You do understand, don't you? Yeah, I sure wouldn't like that. Good, good, good. I'm so happy. And if you're happy with me framing it this way, perhaps then Mr. Ring wakes up once again there on the ground with Checkers doing the spanning salt trick again and Miss Payne and the Senator standing there looking worried. And standing in between them is the Reverend Nye and he just smiles down at you and winks. And just for a moment as he winks, you can see that his eyes are completely black. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Yes, yes, yes! I didn't know a body could be hollow before its blood ran cold. I didn't know that the wind could sow through tissue and ragged bone. You were hollow. Rattling my jaw 